Hello everyone, I wanna say hi to all of you in person, hello to all of you watching live, hello to those of you that are gonna watch later. Um, I'm really excited about today. I, um, I'm still in quarantine, but I'm excited. You'll notice I'm in my house. Today's my last day of quarantine, so I'm excited about that. Uh, almost made it to be in person with you today, but not quite. I am really excited about today. I have to tell you, I, I'm excited to start the series of messages entitled Intentional. I'm excited about this because it's something that the Holy Spirit has been working in my heart and in my mind over the past several months, maybe maybe six months, a year. I, I don't know. I'm not sure when it really started, but I'm just excited to finally share this with you. I'm also very excited because I just want to share from my heart to begin with. And I want to share from my heart because this series, I believe, will be one of the most important series that we have ever preached at Genie Faith Center. It is an extremely important topic, and I hope that you recognize the importance of the things that I'm going to share with you today, and that you choose to do whatever is necessary to make changes in your relationship with Jesus, and let the Holy Spirit begin to move in you in a mighty way. Well, a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe maybe a month and a half ago now, I spent several days away at a camp and just really praying through all of the stuff that had been going on in my heart and my mind and my spirit and, um, and spending some time praying about vision for our church where we're moving forward, how to address COVID and the things that are happening in it, and just noticing so many things about our world changing due to um, politics, uh, what's going on in our country, what's going on in the world, and just, just wanting to present a lot of that to the Lord and get, get some answers from Him. And as I prayed, the Lord kept bringing a single word up in my spirit. And it was the word intentional. And as I began to pray about this word and ask the Lord what it meant for me, what it meant for our church, what it meant for new vision, the Lord began to speak to me about Cheney Faith Center, about our culture, and about our nation, and about the world. It's not hard to see that we've become a post-Christian nation. And what that means, what post-Christian means, is that at one time in your nation, you believed in Christianity. You believed in Christian values, Christian morals. Maybe the, the idea of Judeo-Christian um, roots were embedded in the United States and in America. But that's not true anymore. That's not what we see. This state, it, that's not the state of our country anymore. In fact, everywhere we look, we see the influences of humanistic secularism now. It, it's taken over. It is the worldview. It is the American view. It, we are no longer living in a nation that has a Christian worldview. And we see everywhere around us our culture dominated by sin. Now, I want you to listen closely to something I'm, I'm about to say right now because I believe that it's very important. The Lord said to me while I was just listening that moving forward, we will need to be intentional 
followers of Jesus Christ. That every single one of us from now on and every single person that believes in Jesus Christ from this point on, they will have to become an intentional follower of Jesus Christ. Gone are the days of just sitting back and trusting that everything's going to be okay. Trusting that our kids won't be influenced by the world. Trusting that our workplace will have morality. Believing that good will always win out in the end. We don't live in that world anymore. That's not our world. And not just America, not anywhere you go. That's not the world anymore. Therefore, all of us will need to be intentional about our faith in Jesus Christ. Moving forward, we will need to be intentional disciples. Intentional about our discipleship in Jesus Christ. Intentional about prayer. Intentional about getting into God's word. Intentional about the Holy Spirit. We'll need to intentionally pursue the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. We'll need intentional marriages, intentional parenting and family structures that model the life of Jesus Christ. Single people, you'll need to be intentional about your faith. Grandparents, that's me now. You'll need to be intentional about discipling the next generation. We will need to intentionally give and serve Jesus Christ in this world. We'll need intentional relational discipleship in our church and in our personal lives. And we will all need to choose to be intentional about these things. Or else we might possibly lose our faith or just completely become so complacent that we're of no heavenly good. Each of us will need to be intentional about living for Jesus daily about knowing, growing, and going for him. This is why I believe the next four weeks of messages are critical to the life of our church, and they're critical to your faith and to mine. And I want to share some important things. And I want to encourage you, please, I want to encourage you, don't miss a week. Could you please not miss the next four weeks of messages as we talk about these very important things? Please take what we'll be talking about very seriously. Talk about them with your friends. Talk about them with other people in our church. Think about them. Pray about them. Seek the Holy Spirit. And would you let the Lord change your life to be more intentional? Now, I want to begin this series by talking about the thing that we need the most if we're going to be intentional people. This would be the foundation of being intentional. This is how what everything gets launched off of from this point forward. Everything that we need is because we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to move in our lives. See, the Holy Spirit is extremely important in the process of being intentional. He's the most important piece. He's the key to everything moving forward. I'm always amazed about something Jesus did with his disciples in Acts chapter 1. And so I want to start there with you this morning in Acts chapter 1. So open your Bible to Acts chapter 1 or grab your electronic device and search to Acts chapter 1. I want to show you something that I think is really profound. It's very cool. 
And it helps you and I understand why we need the Holy Spirit so much and why the Holy Spirit is going to make us intentional followers of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. You might see me drinking a little bit more. For some reason, I just have a bad frog in my throat. Okay, Acts chapter 1, verse 4. On one occasion... While he was eating with them, and he being Jesus, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Wow. Here's what's amazing. The disciples, the disciples got the extraordinary privilege of hanging out with Jesus for three years. They saw him heal the sick, open blind eyes, cast out demons, walk on water, calm storms, forgive the outcast, love the unlovely, raise the dead, die on a cross and come back to life himself. I mean, this is what the disciples all got to see. And I'll be honest with you right now. I would give up all of my Bible, all of my Bible college education. And I would give up everything that I've learned about Jesus and God from his word to this point in my life. I'd give it all up to hang out with Jesus for these three years. I'd give it all up. It's amazing. It was probably the best education you could possibly fathom as a disciple of Jesus Christ, to watch him do all the things that he did for three years. It's extraordinary. Now you would think that nothing, that nothing could could possibly prepare the disciples better than being with Jesus and listening to him and watch him for the three years that they were with him. But here's what's interesting in Acts chapter 1. Jesus says, you still need one more thing. Disciples, even though you've hung out with me for three years, you still need one more thing. And I want you to go back to Jerusalem And I want you to wait for the gift that my father wants to give you, the Holy Spirit. Don't leave Jerusalem, he said, until you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because when you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on me and you'll be witnesses in the world. See, Jesus said, the most important thing in our lives as believers is the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. And I want to show you four important reasons why we need the Holy Spirit. These four, I believe, are probably the four biggest. There's lots of reasons why we need the Holy Spirit. But here's four really big ones. Number one, we need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit helps start new things. Here's what's extraordinary. I want to look at three verses that reveal the creative work of God 
starting new things. And I want you to notice, every single time God is doing an extraordinary, miraculous new thing, when he's starting something new, the Holy Spirit is right there doing the work. The first one, Genesis chapter one, when God is starting the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the capital S, Spirit of God, was hovering over the waters. When the earth was created, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the entire planet. Second verse, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Wow. When God himself decided to come down from heaven and become human and be born as flesh, the Holy Spirit started that. And third, when God started the church of Jesus Christ, it was the Holy Spirit who started it in Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And then verse 41 at the end of the chapter, those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Wow, the Holy Spirit started the church of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit started the creative work of our entire planet. The Holy Spirit started the birth of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit started the church of Jesus Christ that you and I are now a part of and enjoy the privileges of. All of this creative work, all of the amazing starts that God has done to everything has been done by the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, you are sitting here today as a believer and follower in Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit started something great in you. You believed in Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit called you into relationship and friendship with God. The Holy Spirit starts new things. Every time God was starting something new, Holy Spirit is there. Now here's what I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you to begin to pray. And I want to ask you to pray for the Holy Spirit to start new things right here. For the Holy Spirit to start new things in your life, in your family, at Cheney Faith Center, in Cheney, at Eastern Washington University, on the West Plains, in the state of Washington, in our country, and to the ends of the earth, would you begin to pray for the Holy Spirit to break forth? For the Holy Spirit to fill us, to baptize us, and to baptize everyone that believes in Jesus Christ, that we might live full lives in Christ.
So the first thing that we see is we need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit starts new things. Second, we need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit teaches us to live for Jesus. The Holy Spirit teaches us to live for Jesus. Before Jesus, um, just shortly before Jesus died on the cross and came back to life, he was talking to the disciples and he was having a really a very intentional and intense conversation with them. And, and it's recorded in John 14 and John 16. The other gospels recorded as well, but I'm going to use the moment from John 14. In John 14 and John 16, G Jesus talks about how he was going to leave and the Holy Spirit was going to come and the Holy Spirit would teach the disciples from that point on, the Holy Spirit would take over just like he has been doing for centuries now. The Holy Spirit would take over and begin to teach everyone who believes in Jesus how to live for Jesus. And here's what he said in, in John 14, verse 16 and 17. Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth, capital S, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Then verse 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Chapter 16, verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Man, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to teach us how to live for Jesus. See, I, I believe a new lifestyle is coming where we intentionally let the Holy Spirit teach us. And we let the Holy Spirit begin to help us be awesome studiers of God's word that we might put God's word into practice, but that we would let the Holy Spirit lead us we let the Holy Spirit teach us in every situation of our life how to honor Jesus with our lives. We need the Holy Spirit because we need the Holy Spirit to start new things. We need the Holy Spirit to teach us how to live for Jesus. And third, we need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit empowers us to share Jesus as our Savior. Man, this is a crazy world we live in. It's a crazy world we live in because people are not believing in Jesus. They want to serve themselves in their own sin nature instead of Jesus. And we need to share the love of Jesus Christ, the grace of Christ, the salvation of Jesus with a lost and hurting world. And we're going to need the Holy Spirit to help us do that. We're back to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, right? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Cheney and in the West Plains and at Eastern Washington University and in Washington State and to the ends of the earth. I know I changed the words a little bit, but that's what they mean, don't they? That's what they mean that wherever you live, you start in your town and you go out from there. See, we receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. For what purpose? to be a witness, to be a witness for Jesus Christ to everyone around us. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, 
Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. See, we're called to make disciples. We're called as disciples to help other people become a disciple. That means we need to share Jesus with others. And then we baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a part of all of this process. We need the Holy Spirit so much because the Holy Spirit is the one who helps us share Jesus with a lost and hurting world. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us boldness and courage and even the words to say. Moments when we need words to say, the Holy Spirit will give us words to say. We need the Holy Spirit to help each of us share Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to empower Cheney Faith Center to be a church that is seeing people get saved and healed and baptized with the Holy Spirit and sharing Jesus with our friends, our neighbors, our family, our co-workers, everyone. We need the courage and we need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us share Jesus as Savior with the world. And then lastly, we need the Holy Spirit to do the miraculous in and through us. I believe that our world needs to start seeing the miraculous again. Night needs to start seeing Jesus be the same yesterday, today, and forever, like Hebrews 13.8 says. Let me talk a little bit more about this because this is super important. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we see that the Holy Spirit wants to give each of us a special gift. And that gift is a miraculous gift. It's a spiritual gift. It's a miraculous gift. It's not the gift to drive a car. It's not the gift to be able to engineer the building of a building. It's not the gift to be able to fly a plane or to parent your kids. All of those things come, can come naturally as we read the word and, and study God's word and, and are just natural human beings on this planet. The gifts that the Holy Spirit talks about are miraculous things. Look at them with me in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11. It says, now to each one, the manifestation of the capital S spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the capital S spirit, a message of wisdom. To, an, to another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same spirit. And there it is again, capital S spirit. It's what the Holy Spirit's doing. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same capital S spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to distribute these gifts to each of us at Cheney Faith Center. He has a gift for you, and it's a miraculous gift. Your gift might be the gift of faith. And when you pray for things, 
awesome things happen because you have awesome faith. You might pray for healing for people and they get healed. You might pray for wisdom and whoever you're talking to gets miraculous wisdom from God. I mean, all of these things are are miraculous things that I believe we need the Holy Spirit to start doing amongst us as a church. Now, I believe there's two big reasons why we need to believe for the Holy Spirit to do the miraculous right here in the United States. And there also are two reasons because we're not really seeing them happen. But I think we need to start believing for them in our church and start asking the Holy Spirit to do them. And I believe that they are significant for us right here in the United States. I think we need to see the Holy Spirit start doing miraculous things. And I believe Jesus needs to start being the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we need to start believing that for two very important reasons. Because in America, number one, we are scientific people. And number two, unfortunately, we've become very narcissistic people. Because we are scientific and because we are narcissistic, I believe we need the miraculous to help us share Jesus with our country, with our fellow Americans. Here's why. We're scientific people. So as Americans, we say, I I won't believe it until I see it. I won't believe it until I see it. That's what we say because we're scientific people. So we need to start seeing the Holy Spirit do things. We need to start seeing Jesus do miracles, the Holy Spirit doing miracles. We need to start believing for miracles. We need to to start seeing people get healed. We need to start seeing people that had cancer no longer have cancer. When that happens, you can't deny that Jesus is real. We need to start seeing people free from demon possession. We need to see miraculous financial provision. We need to see people start getting released from addictions, all kinds of addictions, drugs and pornography and whatever addiction it might be. We need to start seeing people set free from those addictions so that Jesus is exalted. When the world starts seeing the Holy Spirit do these things through us, when we pray for them, then they will see that our God is alive, that Jesus is real, and he is their savior, and he's the savior of the world. Second, because we're narcissistic. Because we're narcissistic people, we need the Holy Spirit to break forth. All around us, we see our country just mired in narcissism and selfishness. We hardly have a moment to break away from our phones, our technology, and social media. We're all about ourselves. Everything in our culture is is about, about us getting to do what we want, what pleases us. We are our own God, and we need to see that God broken. We need Jesus to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need him to be exalted. And when when people start seeing miraculous things, when the Holy Spirit starts doing new things and, and miracles break out and healings break out, that new thing becomes what people in our city and at Eastern and in our country need so that Jesus is exalted, so that the Holy Spirit is seen as real and alive so that Jesus can be seen as the savior of the world and our personal savior. So I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask you to be intentional. I'm gonna ask you to start being this kind of Christian. 
at our church, uh, from this point on, we are going to lead this way. We're going to lead intentionally. I'm going to, I'm going to endeavor to be a better pastor, to be a more intentional pastor, to be a more intentional leader. And so is all of our staff. And so is every single person that comes into leadership in our church. We're going to choose to be intentional people moving forward. I want you, and I'm going to ask you to start praying. Start praying for the Holy Spirit to do a new thing at Cheney Faith Center, to do a new thing in you, in your family, in this world. We need the Holy Spirit to help us be intentional and help the world see Jesus. Let me close with this verse from Romans chapter 8. It says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, capital S, by the Spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. And then verse 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Listen, here's what I want to tell you. I'm not, I'm not asking you to become a hyper-Pentecostal person. I'm asking you to become an authentic believer of Jesus Christ. And authentic believers of Jesus Christ are led by the Spirit. And what we see the Holy Spirit do in our Bibles is start new things. Teach us how to live for Jesus Help us share Jesus with a lost and hurting world and do the miraculous. This is what we see in our Bibles. This is what we read about in the promises that God has given us in his word. And I'm just asking us from this day forward, let's be intentional people. Let's be intentional followers of Jesus Christ. Let's be authentic believers in Jesus Christ who are led by the Spirit of God. That's my prayer. That's my heart for us as a church. That's my heart for our city. I'm going to pray that every single one of us starts to have a passion and a compassion for our city given to us by the Holy Spirit that becomes a fire inside of every single one of us that we literally can hardly walk past someone in our city without praying for them praying for them to get saved, praying for, for, the, for the salvation of Jesus Christ to break forth in our city and for all of us to become people that are intentionally about the business of Jesus in our world. This is who we are. This is what I want us to become, intentional people. This is what I want the culture of our church to be, intentional people who want to know grow and go for Jesus and live daily for him. So we're about to enter into a moment of worship. We chose to make worship last today because we wanted to, we wanted to create an atmosphere at the end of our service where the Holy Spirit just gets to rule and reign. And worship is one of those places where the Holy Spirit, where we just give the Holy Spirit time where we marinate in the Holy Spirit, 
and where we just say, Holy Spirit, here I am. I'm just going to worship you. I'm just going to worship Jesus. I'm just going to worship my Heavenly Father. And I'm just going to be in your presence. I'm going to try not to focus on, on anything else in the room. I'm not going to try to focus on anything going on in my life or this week or next week. I'm just going to focus on you. And so I'm going to encourage you as we move right now into a time of worship. Would you worship the Lord intentionally? And would you begin the process right now of being an intentional follower of Jesus Christ? Would you recognize that you need more of the Holy Spirit? I need more of the Holy Spirit. And that we would become people that intentionally let the Holy Spirit move our lives to be faithful and fruitful followers of Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? And then we're going to have a time of worship. Jesus, Cheney Faith Center is your church. This is your church. It's your bride. Holy Spirit, we are your people. We are your people and we need you. Right now, we're crying out to you because we recognize that the world around us is lost, that it needs you. There are people everywhere in our city hurting, crying out for help, that don't know what they need, but we know they need you. And so Holy Spirit, would you begin to use us when we pray, would you do miracles? Would you heal people? Would people get saved and set free? Would addictions fall off of people's lives? Would the sick be healed? Would the lame walk? Would the dead rise? Lord, we're praying for you to break forth in our church right now. At Holy Spirit, we recognize that that happens as we call upon you as we focus our lives, our hearts, our minds, our spirits on you. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to come right now and to start a new thing right here. Start with me, Holy Spirit. Start with me. Start with Mark as the pastor of Cheney Faith Center. Start with all of us in this room. Start with everyone watching right now. Wherever you're at in your front room right now, just pray right now. Holy Spirit, start something new in me right now. Just even say it out loud. Holy Spirit, start something new in me right now. Start it in me. Start it in my family. Start it right now, Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Jesus, none of this is possible without your death and resurrection. So we give you thanks and praise. Thank you for leaving heaven, coming here, dying on a cross for us coming back to life, that we might be set free, that we might have eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. And Holy Spirit, would you just break forth? We turn our lives and this church over to you, Jesus, and over to you, Holy Spirit. We need you and we give our lives to you. Help us to live for you daily and to share you with a lost and hurting world. Use us mightily. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as we go to a time of worship, I just challenge you to be intentional. Just worship the Lord with all of your heart, all of your soul.
all of your mind and all of your strength. 